The film basement is filmed in sunny West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the filmmaker's basement, where some day, some weeks we get so sick we can't even record a podcast. I'm Brandon Gasparino. I'm Andrew. And uh, this week we're going to be coming at you with a little bit of something different to make up for not being around last week, uh, because I was horrifically sick with a head cold. Um, we're going to be doing a kind of double feature of sorts. Um, first 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about some of the movies we saw this week. Um, we're going to do a little bit of pilot wings in the middle there. And then at the end, in the last 30 minutes, we're actually going to do um, a review of Last Night in Soho. Because we both ended up seeing that. So this should be a nice, nice long episode to make up for missing our first one. And on that note, uh, the movie I ended up seeing for this first part was Antlers. So, in an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with their with her enigmatic student, whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with an ancestral creature. So, the idea of this movie is basically, this kid's family gets cursed by this ancient spirit, and as a result, this kid now has to take care of the thing that is inhabiting his father and his little brother, while also still trying to go to school and be a student and do all that good stuff. As a result, his, his teacher notices, along with her cop brother, and they start looking into his life and realizing how, kind of like, things have gotten really bad for him. And it's kind of like this allegory for abuse, in that, like, we see different, like, cycles of abuse taking place. For instance, um, the son is suffering under the monster his father has become. Uh, his dad was a drug dealer before he became cursed by this beast. And now, as a result, he, like, is very abusive towards not only him, but his younger brother, who was also impacted by this curse. So we see that play out there. His, the teacher, um, who's, like, looking into this kid, the reason why she's looking into this kid is because she recognizes abuse from when she was abused as a child. So another person who is, again, dealing with the consequences of abuse and the impact that it has on the people around you. And then additionally, another good example is the unrealized abuse that her cop brother faced at her father's hands. Because when she was a young child, she, well, not that young, actually, I guess when she was a teenager, she left, leaving him behind with her abusive father. And we never really dive into what happens to him, but you get the idea that, like, something happened. And this kid was not okay being left alone for all this time. And then in the end, this becomes, like, a weird, like, the cycle of abuse continues again with the son kind of being hinted at becoming an abuser by being inhabited by this demon but it's kind of confusing messaging honestly and it doesn't seem great considering the topic which i thought was again was a little bit questionable and i should also say i thought i was so excited for this movie because it seemed like a great concept like family being terrorized by this weird like antler like this weird deer monster this looks so cool but unfortunately it just feels like a very generic horror movie and it felt also very slow for a movie that was an hour and a half long. Like, they really dragged it out. Um, yeah, like, very slow. Nothing seems to really happen in the movie until the last 20 minutes when the creature's revealed. And it's like, oh, now things are getting, like, things are amping up. But besides that, not really much happens. It's very generic. Like, it's like that kind of, like, horror movie where everyone looks tired. Like, the movie looks blue because they color graded it blue. And, like, not really anything special or memorable, like, happens to differentiate it from a lot of those other movies. Though what I will say, um, what really drew me into this movie was the design of the monster. It kind of looks like a mix between, like, a man and a massive deer. 
with like antlers coming out of all parts of its head it's wild looking and it was my favorite part of the movie was how good that monster looked because they really they must have focused really on making him look good in cgi because the monster's not in a lot of the movie it's like kind of in the background as like the father is almost becoming the monster and then eventually towards the end it appears and we see it so i guess they had to but they save like their budget for that and it, it shows it looks really good and all the scenes it's in are absolutely horrifying with some really good jump scares mixed in with that but overall i i don't think i could recommend it it's not really it's just nothing special it's just kind of like a movie i'm gonna forget in a year from now which is sad because i remember the trailers for this movie back um before the pandemic hit because i think this got postponed as a result of the pandemic because i remember where it originally um, I think there was going to be a release for some time in 2020. Because I remember trailers were coming back out in 2019. But yeah, a little disappointing, but cool monster design. So it is what it is. Um, It sounds confusing. It's not really confusing. Everything it's... you just said, I was like, I may have not been like half listening, but like yeah. the half that was listening, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, so... Like, is it a horror movie? Yes, it's a horror. It's a hundred percent a horror movie with, with a with a real monster, or is it like a a a, a it, monster? It's both. It, the monster <laughs> is a representation of abuse, I think, but oh, okay, it is yeah. an actual thing that people are being inhabited by. Oh, so okay, it's there, but it is also the symbol of abuse. But it's weird. Eh. Yeah, it was just kind of a weird, again, a weird, very generic movie. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing to it really. Hmm. Um. Well, on that note, um, this week I went back to my roots and saw the highest-grossing movie of the weekend, more than likely, because uh, Marvel's Eternals came out this past week. Um. I, mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I mean, it, I imagine you loved it because the, the way mean, you're talking about it is like it just seems it, like you liked it. It was a movie. It was a Wait, it was really? a mar it was a Marvel movie. That's what it was. Uh, it really? wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't really good. It wasn't really bad. It was just kind of the one thing I did like about it is it didn't bring back any reoccurring Marvel characters. So it felt like finally we got another uh movie with um just um like new characters that we don't know um the like shang chi shang chi had characters we've already seen before it was a new character they introduced to the movie but you had wong from doctor strange in it you had abomination from the incredible hulk movie in it uh so you you saw characters from uh that that are all in the same universe and so this one uh, takes place uh, after Avengers Endgame uh, and an unexpected tragedy forces the Eternals, who are ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years, out of the shadows to re- uh, re- reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Uh, the Deviants are creatures from another realm, I guess, I think. I mean, it goes more into it, like, in the movie. I'm not, I don't want to try to give, like, a lot of it away. It just came out on Friday, just in case people who are watching this haven't gone to see it yet. Um, um, 
so the Eternals, they are basically uh, underlings of um, Celestials. So they the Marvels finally introduced Celestials to the cinematic universe, which are like enormous planet sized and so uh, the, the celestials have had have a, have had been in the mcu before uh with uh russell crowe's uh character ego from guardians of the galaxy 2 technically he's a celestial he was a he was a planet um uh but we've never seen and we have seen the head of a celestial in guardians of the galaxy as well with uh nowhere which is, you know, it was basically just a head floating in space that wasn't powered anymore. But now we got to see, like, a real-life living, talking Celestial. And uh, they big. Uh, they, 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 there was... Um, they they go to him a couple of times to speak. And, like, the they they he, they get held in the palm of their hand. Like, they're just, a, like, a tiny grain of, of rice. Which is cool. It was a cool... It was a cool, like... Um, like I don't want to say set design because obviously it's all CGI, uh, but it's it was a cool representation of the Celestials and like what we're finally going to see and and maybe we're finally going to see um, uh, Galactus soon because Galactus is also a Celestial uh, who is a world eater. Uh, I know the next big bad is um, Kang the Conqueror because that was set up with like the Marvel TV shows um spoilers if you haven't watched loki go watch it but it's been out for a while so i'm not i'm not you know uh don't get mad at me um but uh this was just kind of like there was a lot of people that were saying that this was like one of the worst marvel movies they ever made and i was like it's not the worst like it's it's not the worst but it's not like iron man one or like captain america winter soldier like so, on that par on that topic i guess this is the meat of it what made it so middling it jumps around a lot <clears throat> so eternals are uh they're, they're undying they're undying unaging uh beings uh who have been on earth since i think it said like 500 bc or something so they've been on earth for almost like three thousand years or, or something like that and they they don't age they don't uh you know get older or anything and they're they're the same form every time they don't change their form so like they keep going like to the current events that's happening and then like in the middle of the movie it'll just cut back to the past and it did like it did that like four times like it would cut back to like uh when they were in mesopotamia and then it would cut and it would go back to the the present time and then it would cut back to when they're in the babylon and then it would go back to normal time and do the events there. And then it would cut back to, like, um, the Aztecs when they were around with the Aztecs. And, I mean, it was cool because you got to see, like, these characters throughout history and throughout different eras. And it was kind of neat, like, um, it was kind of neat seeing, like, some of the things, like, the Eternals were actually the ones that were responsible for Babylon. Uh, and, and, and the other thing too, with it is it's, I didn't really understand this about like the Eternals cause the Eternals are completely new to me and they're, I think they're new to a lot of people, uh, because not a lot of, it's like guardians of the galaxy. When guardians of the galaxy came out, not a lot of people knew who guardians of the galaxy were, but this movie is not going to be on that level of guardians of the galaxy where it's going to just take off. Um, the, uh, the, the ending kind of was surprising, kind of not. Um, I didn't like how they did it. 
with with the with the bad guys uh, or the uh, the the antagonists, excuse me, uh, in movie terms. Um, so I I wasn't a fan of of how they did the antagonists and everything. And then I I wasn't a fan of of how like the antagonists like the the movie ended. Like uh, I thought it was neat, um, but after like the climax of the ending one of the antagonists just like kills himself and i was like that's anticlimactic but okay um so like one of the characters and it was actually kind of cool seeing like the different characters names because like one of the characters names was icarus um which if anyone knows about greek mythology icarus <laughs> went too close to the sun from. and yeah that's what the, well that's the thing is like so you yeah. had icarus uh, angelina jolie's character's name is thena uh, and they've actually missed, they've actually, there's a couple of characters in the, in the, in the movie that didn't know her at, at all. They're, they would say Athena and she's like, no, just Athena dropped the A. So like, you're like, oh, so are the Eternals responsible for like Greek mythology? Is that what's happening? Is that what they're trying to put imp- impression me on? And I was like, okay. Uh, Cersei, uh, I don't know the mythology around the name Cersei, but I know it comes it's up from, a lot. It's from the Odyssey. I know that. Is much. it? I think, she, okay. I think she's a witch that they encounter during that yeah. trap. That they, I think she's the one that turns them all into pigs or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, what was the what was the Korean guy's name? Um, Korean guy's name was oh uh, the African American character. His name was uh, Festus. So like, and he's a builder. Oh, so Hephaestus, like yeah. from Greek mythology. Um, there was oh the uh, Korean guy's neighbor character was Gilgamesh, mm-hmm. which Gilgamesh is you self-explanatory. know self-explanatory. Yes, uh, pretty much <laughs> self-explanatory. So like I don't know, it was just it was interesting to see the Kamil Nanjani's character's name was Kingo, I, and I don't know where don't that know came that from. I don't know if there's any like like um, Indian like um, mythology around that name, so I'm not sure. I have uh, no idea where that comes from. And then there was one character whose name was Sprite. And I'm like, all I can think of was a soft drink. And I'm like, that's where Sprite came from. Like, like, Well, Sprite's like a little fairy. So, like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. And I had thought, I had thought that, um, what's his name, was in this movie. Am I mistaken? Um, The the guy who plays the new Flash. Oh, I um, have no idea. Um, You know his name? You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Not a clue. No. Oh, Ezra Miller. Okay. Ezra Miller, who was in Flash, he was in the the uh, the first uh, Beast movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it looks that the character or the actor that plays that character, who I thought was Ezra mm-hmm. Miller's character, he looks just like Ezra Miller, and I was like, oh, it's Ezra Miller, and it wasn't, and I was like, it was bothering me like the whole movie. I was just like, is that Ezra Miller? No, it's not. And I was like, wasn't he supposed to be? And I was just thinking about that like during the movie. Okay. I do. Um, I do have another thing I want to uh, double back onto. Um, when you you were talking about before how like they kept doing random flashbacks in like the middle of the movie to like them in the past, does that lead to anything, or is it just like there for flavor? Kinda. So like, um, so let me think. Athena, the Angelina Jolie's character uh was in was kind of going crazy like her her mind so like there was something going on uh you'll because you'll find out when you watch the movie like what's kind of going on but there's something going on with her mind where it's cracking and like something's going on with her head so she 
is attacking her fellow Eternals, like, and she's going like crazy. And, um, and like, they, they showed that like a couple of times, like in the past, like her, of her kind of just starting to crack. And like, you can see, you can actually see some of like the cracks starting to form her head. So like, you know, it's coming. And, and, and then that's kind of how you find out that Athena and Gilgamesh have been alone for like 2000 years or something, or like, or like 500 years, or it was, it was something like that. Uh, so I was like, okay. And then they go find them. And then that's, and then they, that's that they think that's how they kind of explain that. And then, and then they go through like the breakup of like the team of like, so like they break up the team when they're at the, um, when they're in the, the Aztecs, uh, when they're in the, Az, the Aztec time frame. Uh, and then everyone goes off and lives like their own life. And so it was just, I don't know. It was, I just, I could keep track. Like I could keep track of everything that was going on. It was just, it was so much jumping around that I was like, it just wasn't worth it. Like, yeah, it, it was. It was a lot of exposition. There was a lot of exposition. Oh, that's bad. And I think I think that it was because, um, it's a new group. Like like I said, not a lot of people know who the Eternals are or what the Eternals are. So, um, and I was upset because Kit Harrington's character, uh, Dane. <laughs> yep. So Kit Harrington and it's funny because I I was I thought of this like whenever i was watching the trailers and when i re rethought of it when i was watching the movie because the names kept popping up or the name yeah. kept popping up but kit harrington and richard madden are in a movie together with a character named cersei and i was like that's really funny <laughs> like so, <laughs> maybe that was what the throwback was too yeah yeah um but so kit harrington's character uh dane is an iteration of the Black Knight, which who we've also not seen in the MCU, and they never got to it. Like they never got to like him. They they like teased it. Like at the at the end, he was like he was talking to Cersei about his lineage and about his past and his family, and like they were about to do it, and then something happened. Like I said, I'm not giving it away, but like something happened and it got cut short, and I'm like. I mean, they're also probably saving that for another movie, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, that's more then, fodder for the future. So then there are post-credit scenes. Um, of course. There are two. So if you're going to go see the movie, there are two post-credit scenes, obviously, with this one. Um, the first one, um, I thought it was underwhelming uh, because I didn't know who the character was. There was other people in the theater, um, probably bigger nerds than me, who were all like, oh! <gasps> And like really excited about um, the character that came on screen, and I was like, "Okay, like I don't know who that is." Yeah, like, it's underwhelming. Yeah, so I was like, mm, "Okay," and then the final um, post-credit scene at the very end, uh, which is always something that doesn't really set up the next movies or whatever. It had Kit Harrington, which he finally. Uh, got out the um, eternal blade from like which is his blade for uh, being a black knight and he's about to like reach for it and it's like really zoomed in on his face and then you hear a voice that says uh do you really want to do that uh do you really think it's time to do that uh dane and then it that's it it goes to black so like the so you heard the voice but unless you know who the actor was that was that voice 
you don't know who that was well so like i left the theater i didn't think about it until like later on and i was talking with other people about it but i was i left the theater like who who what who it's like, are yeah, like you? yeah it's like why would you not show the person like maybe they want to reveal that character later I assume it's, again just I, i'm like it. so i'm like there was no like the the first pro's credit scene i guess was a big surprise to everybody and a big shock and like but i was like okay like i don't i don't know who that is like i don't uh and then the second one it was just like what it's gonna leave it like hanging like that like no like the speculation that people are gonna have so like i don't know i just it was it was a marvel movie like i said i i didn't really go into it expecting much Okay. If that makes any sense, like I was just kind of like, meh, like so it's Marvel. It's would Eternals. you recommend people seeing this just because it's yeah. a Marvel movie? Well, and, yeah, go like, watch it because yeah. it's part of the MCU. Like, if you like watching the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is the <laughs> first movie after uh, Endgame, and it's the first movie a part of uh, Phase Four, which I right Phase Four. I don't know, but just just out of curiosity, though, let's say you have you're not really connected to the MCU at all. As a standalone movie, do you, would you recommend people see it? No. Okay. So and for mean, for invested fans, probably check if it you out don't too, if you but... don't care about Marvel, like if you don't care about Marvel, don't go watch it because like it's there's no there's no point. You're gonna get confused because it's it's all. It's all stuff around. I mean, it's it's fun. It had really good moments. Like it had really, it had it's, it's a Marvel movie. It had really funny moments. Kumail Nanjani kind of killed it. Uh, he's a comedic actor though, so I kind of he's expected. Hilarious. I expected his character to be funny, and I was surprised. I was not pleasantly surprised, but pleasantly. Um, I, I was. I was. It was. You know. I was. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kumail Nanjani. He's gonna be funny. And sure enough, like, yep. He sure was funny. Like, yeah, I'm in for it um so i guess no it wasn't it's not the first movie of phase four it's the uh second movie of phase four because shang chi was the first movie of phase four so um well actually i guess black widow technically in my screen is black now. yeah i was about to say why did you go uh <laughs> i clicked on there? a i clicked on oh, a page okay. and it was a black black background gotcha. so yeah technically i guess black widow is phase four but black widow is previous events and she doesn't exist well she exists but she's dead now so um so yeah i guess then the first real uh movie would be shang chi so this would be the second one and then the third one which will be coming up next month is the one that i that everyone should go see which is spider-man so oh yeah that's just gonna be it's spider-man is just a good time like yeah. you can't hate spider-man he's fantastic mm-hmm. no i'm very Tom excited Holland's great <laughs> i'm very excited to see that one and like i've stayed away from all of the like online reviews and spoilers and all that stuff and uh i've only watched the one trailer and that's the only trailer i'm gonna watch is i want it to be i want it to be good like i'm oh it's gonna be i'm yeah. praying that it's going to be good. It'll be, yeah, it'll definitely be yeah. good. But moving on to our mid, essentially, I guess this is our mid roll, technically. Um, we have Pilot Wings, which has the worst graphic of all time. I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. 
you shouldn't watch it. It's bad. I need to make another one. <laughs> it's legitimately horrible. Okay. So, Andrew, you've played this game a few times before, but for those who haven't, Pilot Wings is a game show where I pitch Andrew three different shows that were being made, three pilots. Two of them are real. One of them is fake. Andrew has to suss out which is the fake one using his superior television pilot, television watching skills. So, to start off, Rebecca left her family's Texas ranch years ago to work at an upscale hotel in New York. But after being promised ownership of the ranch by her smooth-talking cowboy dad, Bo, she's back and ready to utilize her big city tactics to turn their rustic ranch into a destination spot oozing southern hospitality. Getting her siblings to fall in line with her vision will be the real thorn in Rebecca's side, and that's going to be even harder once Bo reveals a life-changing family secret. Number two. A dysfunctional family comedy about a stuck-in-his-ways and opinionated fading TV star who moves in with his progressive daughter, her girlfriend, and the child they're raising together. And three. When Michael got fired from his last waiting gig, he thought he'd hit rock bottom, but an unlikely encounter with the city's wealthiest restaurateur ends with him being employed at the finest restaurant in the city. He's going to need everything he has in order to keep this job, this job waiting for the best and pickiest patrons around. All right, Andrew, which one do you think is the fake one? Wow, those are some good ones this week. Because um, they all sound fake. Um, <laughs> that, that's my trick now. I figured out mm-hmm. if, I, if I pick bad-sounding pilots, you can't differentiate from the ones I made. Did you Do you, like, pull word for word what the pilot description is? I will say the one thing I remove is the actors' names, just because I don't... I don't right. want to make up actors' names, but besides that, this is word for word. But yeah, no, like I would have removed the actors' names too. But all yeah. of those are word for word from yes the pilot. Yes, those are terrible pilots. <laughs> those are all terrible pilots, and I don't know if that's a that's a that's a compliment to your writing skill, uh, or if it's like uh, a diss on the actual writers who wrote the pilot. I'll, I'll take both, honestly. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, what the hell? All right, so the first one... The first one sounds like... Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like that Netflix show, um, the comedy. Are you thinking of Shit's Creek? No, the Ashton Kutcher and oh, I don't know. the ranch with ranch. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and mm-hmm. the guy who plays Hyde from that 70s show. Okay. And um, oh, the guy with the real deep sounding voice who does the Ram truck commercials. Oh, uh, is that something, Mike Lowe? Uh, Elliot. No, oh, something, oh, Sam, no Elliot, Sam, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Okay. With a big, must, big white mustache. Oh, yeah. Cowboy yeah. dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know so, what show you're talking about. The one because with, the other yeah. thing, too, is like you, the, his name is Bo in the show, mm-hmm. in that show. Okay. So I don't know if you're taking ideas from other things. Uh, the second one is sounds terrible, like, yeah. but it sounds like a show that they would make right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like something Tim Allen would star in. Um, Honestly, if I okay, if I were to pick anyone to like playing the lead in that show, it would be like Larry David. 
Like, oh, yeah, on. you could do that. But, like, now, Larry David... Though, to be I fair, mean, Larry David could be in any of these shows. Yeah, fair. Uh, Larry David, I don't know, because Larry David is not very, uh, like, conservative, is he? Is he? I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't he think is. But, is. like, I know so, from like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, he can be, like, he can oh, yeah. play a shit. Oh, yeah. So that's no, he I'm can. Like, I could see that. But I could definitely see, like, I don't know, after watching, like, the Tim Allen clips of, like, that oh, show he does. Um, yeah. And then the last one... I, I, don't, I don't know that sounds that sounds also terrible yeah and i and i'm just kind of drawing this out but i'm gonna go with the third one okay the third one is the fake one are you locking yeah. that in yeah Damn. yeah that's the fit that was the fake one okay that's what i figured okay so the first one was called southern Hasp- hospitality and shockingly it didn't get made because that is oh, a terrible big concept. surprise yeah and then what, the second what? one is called is it was just an untitled kenya kenya barris show and it, it said Barris? it got pushed off cycle so i'm that, i assume that means it got brought back up in a later um pilot season or something like that but yeah that's pilot wings for this week um i gotta i gotta i gotta keep going with this tactic of picking bad pilots because <laughs> that seems that seems to work in my favor not this time but i think it could in the future okay moving on from that now we get to uh, the movie I have a lot of opinions on, uh, Last Night in Soho. And I didn't look up a trailer thing for this. But... Your your opinions might be different from mine. Well, my main my main gripe is with the trailer. So I, I have a small rant I want to go on about the trailer. <laughs> Once I can find an IMDb thing. Last Night in Soho. Here we go. An aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 60s, where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be, and dreams of the past are cracking and splintered into something darker. Okay, and I have to talk about the trailer, because originally I was very high on this movie as a result of the trailer. I showed it to my girlfriend, actually. She was also very excited about this movie because of the trailer. Because it looks like this really cool costume drama set in the 60s like it's very flashy very cool with a very interesting time travel premise and it looked like this murder mystery and i was so about that and this is why i hate misleading trailers and why i think trailers like making a trailer is an art what i aspire always when looking at for a trailer is something that doesn't reveal a lot about the movie but reveals just enough to get you excited about it that comes with a caveat though that you have to match the tone of the movie when you're doing that and I don't think Last Night in Soho's trailer matches the tone of the movie. At least It does at least for the first half of the movie. But then in the second half, it takes a very drastic turn and goes from being this, what seemed to be very fun, like mysterious, but also a like kind of dark movie into brutally murdering people with like vi- lots of sex, sexual violence, and just like getting really trippy and weird throughout the whole thing. Like... And I, we were, me and my girlfriend saw this together. We were not prepared for, I think you know the scene I'm talking about in the middle where it gets really violent out of nowhere. And uh, we almost considered walking out of the movie because it was that bad. Uh-huh. Like, we, I legitimately, for the, oh, actually, I should probably preface this. For those who don't know, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So I did no going. So I'm going to say a trigger warning for anyone who watches this movie. There's a violent stabbing in the middle of the movie mm. that is a little too real. Um, 
And yeah, so we both considered walking out at that exact moment because she was not it's having when, a. When Eloise was, brings back her guy friend, right? Yes, that yeah, exact okay. moment. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. No, no. I should also say I. I was trying to think of the how to yeah. how to say it without spoiling it. Needless but yeah, to it's say, when yes. Eloise brings back her guy friend to her house. So yeah. yeah, there's a violent murder that takes place with mm-hmm. a knife, and it is a lot. It is a lot mm-hmm. to take in. What I will say is that I wish they had made this more apparent because when you look at the rate, like the what is like the MPAA rating for it, it says it's, it's a, it says a hard R and it says it's a psychological horror. That is not made apparent by the trailer for this movie at all. It does not look like a psychological horror. Um, so I guess I never watched the trailer. It's very it it the, the trailer matches the first half of the movie, where it feels like you're just embodying this character. You're enjoying the '60s. You know something's about to happen, and this girl's probably somebody's gonna get murdered. But like you don't know when it's gonna happen. You don't know who did it. And like you're trying to all that good stuff. It doesn't cover anything that happens in the later half of the movie. Which, I will say, it's still good. I just wish they had prepared me for that. Because I was not prepared for that, and it was just a, a lot to handle. All being thrown at me all at once. I don't know if you want to take a second and watch the trailer. Uh, or... No, I mean, I'll watch it okay. later. But um... I will say, I still did like it, and I'll go into why I liked it, but what were your initial thoughts on it? I loved it. Um, I love psychological thrillers. Um, I hate horror movies, but like, 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 like hate them. Uh, I don't like being jump scared. I don't mind gore, but I'm not going to go watch like Halloween like the, kills. Yeah, like, I'm I not going to go watch Halloween kills. Cause I'm not, I'm not looking to poop myself in the middle of the theater. Um, but I'll go watch like saw it's weird. I'm yeah. weird. So like, cause it's like, no, it's gory. it's totally under, like, it's a different vibe. Cause you, you go, you have the expectation mm-hmm. going in that they're going to like, you know, but kind I'm of also, what's gonna happen. And you but know I'm you're... also not going to go watch something like, yeah. Cause I, I get a little queasy when it comes to some of this. So like some of the later saw movies, I'm like, mm, see, saw like, is not my thing. <laughs> I don't uh, like and then gore. like hostile. No, no, thanks. Like I'm I'm good on hostile. Um, but like a psychological horror, which I, I, I didn't really. So I went into this movie, uh, not knowing, uh, I, I went into this movie like with fresh mind. Cause I never, I never saw the trailer. I only knew that it was about a girl who somehow was time traveling back to the sixties and reliving, uh, an actress's life, um, you know, and, and her and her murder, and she was trying to stop her from being murdered. And I was like, "How the hell are they gonna pull this off?" Because like, they're like, "What is she trying? Is she time? Is it like a science fiction movie? Like what?" And so like, I went into this like, and I had no, I didn't read any reviews, I didn't read anything. So like, and it was one of those weeks where I was like, "I'm not gonna go watch anything else because everything else that's out sucks." So I was like, I guess I'll go see this. So I, I went, and I was a little late, so I I missed like the first five minutes. But I the when I went into the movie, it was she was in the cab and she was being harassed by the guy, and, and I was like, well, that's uncomfortable. Um, and then, you know, uh, so she, the basic premise of the movie is that she uh is she's in college and she doesn't like her roommate, uh, which it's fair uh because that girl was a, a b word um and then 
And also, she was trying really hard to, like, one-up people. Like, she was that type of girl. She, yeah, no, I was just she like, was a I nightmare. was like, oh, you're the worst. You it's are the worst person. A perfect like, motivator to move out of her, move yeah. out of there and go to an apartment. So she goes and finds this, uh, this apartment that's, uh, like, above um, a Greek restaurant, right? Greek? Was it, it was it Greek French. or Italian? So French, it French. Maybe it was French. Yeah. Some, some, yeah, some Mediterranean, whatever, uh, yeah. restaurant. And so... And she's like this old soul kind of girl. She likes records. She likes the sixties. She she grew up with her. She grew up with her grandmother because her mother killed herself. Yeah, she has uh, like I was born in the wrong generation vibes. Yes, at that point exactly. Of the movie. And so she moves into this old woman's house who has a lot of rules. Uh, and then you know she's it's perfect. You know I'll take it. And then yeah. she, as she, when she goes to sleep, is when she goes back in time. Yes. And um talking about it because i haven't really talked about it with anybody yet but talking mm-hmm. about it i'm kind of figuring things out in my head now after yeah. i've seen it like a week and a half ago two weeks ago um but i have to say the best thing about the movie is how they filmed it i love it was how so pretty. they filmed this movie Every time you saw mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy's character on the <coughs> screen, or mm-hmm. um, oh, I don't want to just say just Matt the Smith? actor. No, uh, uh, Thomas and McKenzie, the girl who played Eloise. Uh, so yes. anytime you saw one of them on screen while it was like in the '60s, mm-hmm. if there was a reflection, you always saw the other yes. person. And I was so like, good. that is such a good cinematography, like way to, to do things to, yes. to make it seem like that there's two people living one life. Um, so and anytime, yeah. anytime and Anya Taylor Joy was on screen and mm-hmm. you saw a reflection, it was always Thomas and Mackenzie. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I this know, is great. Yes. The cinematography and, was fantastic. This movie. And, I will and they also weren't say, mirroring each other. Like they were looking at each other. No, like, that was Anya Taylor joy was, was kind of off in like her own space. Cause she was doing her own yeah. thing. But like, whenever you saw a reflection, Thomas and McKinsey wasn't mirroring Anya Taylor joy. She was mirror. She was looking at her and she yeah. was watching her. It was so and good. I was like, this is so, this is so, that's such a good way to film something. And I'll also say like, what I would will say for this movie is if you could stomach the gore and you love costume dramas, watch this movie because, oh my god, the setting is absolutely... It feels like it's London in the 60s, which it shouldn't be surprising because that's what the movie's about, but, like, it it feels it. It feels like a vibrant, bustling city with, like, oh my god, and the lighting's amazing and all the scenes they're in, like, cinematography is fantastic, like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. And it's then... A- it and was everyone's, real, so yeah. and everyone's dressed amazing. Like their costumes are legitimately mm-hmm. astounding. And which, then halfway halfway through, it just takes a turn. It and takes like, a hard and, turn. And this and this 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 girl Eloise, she's she's reliving this this fantasy of living in the sixties, and she's loving it. And like every time someone like one of the, one of the male characters that has like an interest in her, she, they'll be like, "Hey, are you busy tonight?" And she goes, "Yeah." And like she goes home and goes to bed and ends up being like in the sixties again, and it's, you're you're just like, oh, you little like you're just trying to live in this fantasy world, and then this fantasy world just kind of tumbles around her and um, uh, Jack, who's played by Matt Smith, uh, who if uh, none of you know, he, he plays he Doctor, doctor. Who. and this was um, such a switch from being. And the he's doctor. played villains before. If you remember, he played a villain in the newest um, mm-hmm. 
Terminator movie. Yeah, he but was this the AI. Is, this villain but is so he, different. It was so like well, I mean, he was an AI in Terminator, but like he plays a really good villain, and not just a good villain, a terrifying villain. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of leads me into something else that I saw this weekend that I want to get into after. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he just plays it so good. Yes. Like you're just like, oh, it's just this fun loving guy. You know, it's the doctor, and then you're just like oh my god like yes (laughs) and what uh what i will say is i love how all of that plays into like the themes of the movie because it's all it i didn't know i didn't really know this until i was talking to my girlfriend about it on our drive back to my place but she was like yeah this movie's really about generational trauma and how people deal with that because as she told me a lot of like women her age have been told by their parents about all the horrible things that happened to them when they were kids and what they should avoid and all that. And as a result, a lot of these women are now burdened with that trauma. A lot like how Eloise is burdened with, I can't remember, Anya Taylor-Joy's trauma from when she yes, was... Sandy. Yeah, Sandy, when she was essentially a singer turned prostitute. And it's all on her. Like, she doesn't have anywhere else to go with it. And it shows in her real life. She falls apart. And I also like how that plays into, like, how we view the past. Like, because I know I there's that phrase, like, you look at the past with rose-tinted glasses... And this movie plays that up perfectly. You start out not knowing a lot about the time period that this took place in or about the location that it happened in. And like Eloise. And then as you slowly begin to learn more about it, sure, you enjoy it a bit at first, but then you start to realize all the horrible things that were also happening at this time period too. And that starts to take away from how good this past actually seemed. Because in reality, it was just as bad, if not worse, than it is today. And it, it turns into a straight, like, it, it turns into this, like, set piece, costume, drama, yes. into straight horror. Straight like, psychological horror, yeah. Um, and the biggest thing that, if you do go and see it, the biggest thing that I want everyone to realize, or to remember, if you do mm-hmm. go and see it, because it was, con- I, I was confused in the, yeah. in this movie. Like, the entire time in this movie, I'm like, what happened? I will say real quick. How is this happening? I think this would be a great movie to watch twice. Because I feel yes. like there'd be no. so many more things you pick up on. It is. Watch. No, it is. Because, like, it didn't take me until, like, a couple days later that I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Her mother had schizophrenia. Yeah. So, like. That was, that's, that was, that that's was the one other thing. thing that, that's one thing that you have to go into this movie knowing that, that her mother has schizophrenia. <laughs> and schizophrenia is genetic. Yeah. So, when you start to see the things in, in the movie that mm-hmm. Eloise is seeing it's all going to make sense. That was another thing me and my girlfriend thought was fantastically done by this movie is its depiction of schizophrenia. Cause that, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a better depiction of that in my entire life. I don't I understand how it, how they made the connection between mm-hmm. like this, the schizophrenia and um, the end of the movie. Like yeah. I said, I'm not giving it away. It only came out two weeks ago, yeah. but like, I'm, I'm not, I can't, I don't, I don't understand how they made the connection from schizophrenia to the, the real life, uh the, what was happening in in real life i can and and so mm. like i i was like uh like uh like mm. uh, i can kind of like i could kind of it, see it through is it is it haunted like and this is not like this is i'm trying not to give stuff away but it's like is it is is, is it is it trying to tell me that this is a it's, it's like a haunt it's like a it's a paranormal movie is it is is she does she have a sixth sense about these kind of things like or is that just her schizophrenia popping up like yeah and what i I liked i liked is how it played that line because you can Mm -hmm. never really like i feel like by the end you can definitely make and i you can get a guess as to which it is 
Mm-hmm. But throughout the the rest of it, it's just like I don't know which this could be. Is this a schiz- is this schizophrenia or is this actually real haunting? I, yeah. I legitimately can't tell. And what I will also say in that same vein is this is another thing. Um, if some if any of you out there have seen Hill House, specifically the first season, I think you'll really like this movie because huh. it also hmm. has again a very similar theme of, theme of the ghosts of our past haunting ourselves okay. and how that manifests our own life. But um, also very good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved it. It was, yeah. uh, you know, um, all no. three main characters were awesome. They were so like good. they were great. Um, Thomas and Mackenzie, Matt Smith, Anya Taylor Joy. Like it was really, really, and oh my god, I don't think honestly, gorgeous. like uh, honestly, Anya Taylor Joy yes. is like one of my new, my new favorite up and coming actors. No, she's fantastic. But it was like, oh my god, and it's funny because she mm. reminds me of somebody. Like she yeah. looks so like somebody i know in real life and i'm like it yeah. freaks me out what i'll a also bit. say is i don't think there was a bad performance in this entire movie like i can't think of a single person no. who was like i didn't like their performance they were no. all good miss collins was good which is the the, boy- the, the landlord the boyfriend was fantastic boy- he was oh, like she the knight in shining really armor boyfriend. but yeah he did the, the, the like love that. interest i guess you'll yeah. say um the the first antagonist of the movie which was the roommate like yeah. she the played a man. perfect the old oh man. god he's yeah awesome. the old man like, he's so like, good he, so like oh that's so that's okay so that's another thing like the movie kind of throws you a curveball because you're thinking okay. this whole movie that you're like oh don't don't, don't wait don't talk oh. about it don't talk about it because like so it's like mm, it's yeah. so, so spicy my, no i know oh. i'm not gonna go into like a lot of it but like you start to pick up on things and you're like oh yes oh and then you're like oh (laughs) so like yeah and that's why i think it'd be so good on a second watch mm -hmm. because you like knowing that stuff especially with what the old landlady says that i know that guy too what is his name he's from Um, he's been in something i don't know he's been in a lot of things probably um but um, oh it's terrence stamp Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know what he's been in uh he was in um get hard uh not get hard um (laughs) Uh, what was that movie with Steve Carell, the comedy in The Rock? Um, the one that was a remake from the old TV show, Get Smart. I never he saw played it. the villain for you know you never saw that. Oh, it was a good movie. He, yeah, he okay. played. He was in Get Smart. I mean, he's he's played a lot of lot of stuff. Oh, he, he looks familiar. Jor- oh, Jimmy. He was Jor El in Smallville. Was he on Jimmy Doctor Who? Actually, Jimmy. Jimmy would have got mad if I didn't say that. Uh, no, he was, was not. He? I mean, unless he was in the original ones. I don't but know. He looks like he no. could have been in, but. What I will say is, um, definitely see this movie. Like, it Jimmy is legitimately amazing. And what I'll also say is, when me and my girlfriend saw it, we were the only two people in the theaters watching that movie. So, which was same, very weird. Same. I mean, I like, saw it at the three for... o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. But uh, I, there was only four people in the movie theater when I went. We saw it so... at seven thirty at night, and there was like we were the only two people there, which was so weird. Like yeah because i didn't think it, it's again it's really good like i'm legitimately amazed more people aren't seeing this what it's i will a also really good movie what i will say though is again if you do not handle strong violence well it I does would say, say bloody it. violence on here yeah but it doesn't make that clear in the trailers mike right no no but in the mpaa yeah. rating it does say bloody violence okay. sexual content language brief drug material and brief graphic nudity okay which i didn't see any of that I don't know about Greg. Oh, well, yeah, kind of, I guess kind of. I don't know. But what I will say is, again, I'm just a little bit upset that the trailer was kind of misleading. I wish it had been a little bit more direct about what was going to happen. Oh, dang. Um, the lady that played Mrs. Collins actually died in real life. Oh. 
That's kind of crazy. A hundred percent. If you can handle, again, a, a strong amount of violence, watch this movie because it's fantastic. It was a forty-three million dollar budget, mm-hmm. and it's only made twelve million gross worldwide. That's kind of upsetting, honestly. It is upsetting because it's so good. It's such a it good original really concept. Good. Yeah, it's a really good movie, and it's a good original, like you said, original concept. It's, it's not so like good. a reboot, remake. It's, yeah. Again, no bad actors. Cinematography's amazing. Soundtrack is wild. I thought it would have gotten more traction with Edgar Wright being the director. Mm. Yeah, I just don't know why. I don't know how this movie, like, missed out. I don't know if anything, like, bigger came out that weekend, like, when it first dropped. But hmm. it's very weird that, like, nobody's seen it. Okay, well, on on that note, uh, let's talk about some of the trailers that are coming out next week. Well, this, I guess, yeah, it would be next week still, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's Friday, Friday movies, and there's uh, nothing, nothing that I know Which of. week, just so I know? Uh, it's week of the 12th. Okay, week of the 12th. Yeah, there's literally, there's nothing. You see, it's funny, because I was looking at next week, too, and there's also next week. nothing for me no. next week. Not for what? me, at least. I don't know you why. are out of your mind oh, if there's you're no trailers talking about next Ghostbusters. week. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm talking gonna, about Ghostbusters. I'm not going to see Ghostbusters, that's oh, not me. I'm going to go see Ghostbusters. I don't know, you go see Clifford. I was thinking about going to see Clifford. <laughs> Dude, like, I got to see that just because I feel like it's going to be on the par with Cats and how I horrific mean, that dog the, looks. The memes from like what the, the sets designs of Clifford, like uh-huh. throw, if you can find one, throw a picture up of oh it, God. like of 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 clifford like uh, it's so bad uh it's it's just this monstrous plastic red giant dog shaped piece of plastic and it's yeah. it's terrifying um and yeah other than that i mean <laughs> there's nothing it's just like uh, nothing no apex i maybe it's got I, bruce willis in it uh, cool uh yeah, other than that, no. no. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm going to watch the My Hero Academia movie tonight. I'll just you should do that. do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do that for next week. So like, I'm glad I saved that for next week because there's mm. just nothing next week. There's nothing. But yeah. You know what yeah. I'm gonna do finally? No. I'm gonna. What? Okay, because it hasn't been in theaters, and this is the only reason why I haven't watched it. However, it is available to rent out now. I'm probably just gonna rent out Lamb because it's about time I do that. Oh yeah. So I was actually gonna talk about this too because I may actually uh, uh, do old. Because I've been wanting to see old. Is that the M. Nick Night Cage Shyamalan? Movie? No, M. Oh. Night Shyamalan. Oh, it's that movie where they're on that island. They're on the beach. Yeah. yeah. I've been wanting to see that movie, and it's on AMC On Demand, and mm. Lamb is on AMC On Demand, yes, too. Yes, that's where I was going to so, watch So, like, it. that's where you should watch that one. So, I'm probably going to watch old, and I'll talk about old next week. Yeah. So, like, we'll do a throwback. But, like, yeah, we'll do a throwback episode. But are you not going to – I mean, I don't know if you care, not, but, like – I'm just not the biggest Ghostbusters you don't care person. About, not, like, not Ghostbusters. I mean, you just said you don't care about Ghostbusters, but, like, there's another movie It's not that I don't care. It's just not, like, my thing, really. Sure, whatever. Uh, but there's another movie coming out next week that I actually kind of want to go see. And, I, I mean, one? you're probably not a sports person, but it's, oh, it's King Richard. Yeah. Uh, it's the story of Serena and uh, Venus Williams. So, like, mm. I was interested to go see that, too. Like, so I may go see both. I know I'm going to see Ghostbusters, but I may go see King Richard too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, no. No, it's kind of a. I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be more banging stuff coming out in December, but because like as of I now, mean, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, like. But it's funny too because the end of November, like the weekend of Thanksgiving, oh. there's like not much any either. Oh, I forgot. The end of the month actually has some bangers. Uh, oh. Have you seen any of the trailers for Licorice Pizza? 
Yeah, that movie looks dumb. I love it. Oh my god, I, I'm so about I it. Watched the, I've seen trailers for it at every single movie I've gone to in the last two weeks at mm-hmm. AMC, and I still don't know what's going on in this movie. Like, a, I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand the trailer. If I don't understand the trailer, it's I'm not going to watch it. It's two kids falling in love. It's great. It's not, though. Like, I don't... Is it? Yeah, like, it is like it, it. Like, is that what it is? It's, it looks like it's, like, one kid trying to become a director and the other mm-hmm. girl is, like... And he's also trying to fall in love with a girl. I don't I don't know. Well, we shall see. But also, um, um, Resident, the Resident Evil. Evil. That's the other movie that I was, like, yep. kind of about. Because the trailers um, don't look horrible for it. No, they don't. They look good. Yeah. And, Which uh, is weird coming from a Resident Evil movie. And also, you have... <laughs> uh ridley scott's house of gucci i don't care about gucci honestly i might go watch it like it looks good it's got adam driver in it i'll go watch anything I ma- no driver. i imagine it'll be good it's just i don't really care about the gucci family fair don't it's really fair. care oh, about i mean rich i people. don't care about it either but like if it's kind of based <laughs> but, off of true events like i'll yeah. go watch it i'll go watch italian listen drought. brandon we're in a film it, drought it, 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 <laughs> we I'll need go something watch it's yeah. either that or Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go watch Italian clothing designers mm-hmm. kill each other. Like, I don't care. That's like, <laughs> fair. I think I am legitimately going to have to see Clifford. Because, like, I saw Cats when we did the first run of The Filmmaker's <laughs> Basement. And I feel like it's it, it's in the it same vein. I have to. Interesting. It's, it looks it's got bad. A fi- it's got a, fi- <laughs> it's got it a 58. Really it's bad. a 58 Metascore. It's not terrible. <laughs> Clifford looks as bad as the cats did in Cats. <laughs> change my mind <laughs> no yeah no the cats looked way worse maybe you can do that next week we'll talk about cats again we'll see where i'm cats. at um but yeah let's let's move into our outro um and i know you have something you want to plug for the outro uh yeah so uh sports and nonsense is continuing to be uh put out on sunday afternoons at uh 10 o'clock so uh if you want to listen to some uh guys talk about the week before in like football if you want to hear us talk about squid game we did a squid game review uh this week so uh that was this past episode on sunday so uh you can go listen to it watch it now uh the squid game review we also did uh what else did we do we did we did Oh, we talked about we talked about Aaron Rodgers uh, for a little bit because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is in the news oh. and he's a dink. So, uh, but yeah, what okay. do you have to plug? Well, I'm cause... gonna be plugging our corporate overlord Jimmy Lou Cars and his Kickstarter campaign that he's running for his short film that he's trying to get made. How's um, that I'll... doing? Uh, I'm gonna look it up while you talk about it. Been. But okay, so the premise it's a GoFundMe. It's not yes. a Kickstarter. It's GoFundMe. Same same thing, but it is on GoFundMe. I'll be posting the link. Well, Andrew will post the link in the comments down below, and I'll put it on screen just so that way you guys can see it. Um, but it's about Sergeant Bailey, who has been in the Air Force for 10 years and has dealt with a lot. Her life seems to be crashing down around her, and she's posted alone. She's right about to end it all when she receives an unexpected visitor from her past. So it's dealing with mental health in the military, which I know is a topic that mm-hmm. affects a lot of people out there. Yeah. I know you, in particular, personally. have a personal experience with that. Yeah. Um, it's a really good concept. It's actually a movie he w- tried to make while he was in college, and he did a pretty good job at it. Um, funnily enough, I started it, so you'll see my ugly face if you look at the Kickstarter. It's funny you kept saying but, she, and I was like, she. Yeah, I know, right? But, <laughs> that was yeah, it was a good Brandon's concept at the time. Unfortunately, he just didn't have the time or money to keep making it what it could have been. Um, mm-hmm. So he's trying to make that happen now. So if you could... Yep. If you could even think about donating just a little bit of money, doesn't have to be a lot because a little goes a long way, that would be yep. much appreciated. And um, yeah, on that to- on that topic, we'll end our hour long banger. I'm Brandon Gasparino. 
I'm Andrew. And this has been the Filmmaker's Basement. We'll see y'all around. <laughs>